From the front line. It's not going to work, man. From the tailgates. Representing KGYR and its stakeholders. We are the Forum for the Fan. The Bleed Blue Show. Flying solo. Here's your host, Steve. Yeah, we are the Forum for the Fans. The Bleed Blue Show. Dugout podcast. Getting closer to the uh, MLB All-Star break, uh, a little over a week away. But we got some baseball to discuss, not only with our own team. We'll probably do that in the first 40 to 45 minutes. And our final thoughts, get thoughts around the league, on other teams, other divisions, and have some fun with that. So um, another series in the books with our own Yankees. We could talk, Of course, we're going to talk about them for the first uh, 60, 66% of the show. Um yeah, we split the series versus the Red Sox, and uh, and I think a lot of Yankee fans, what I gauged on social media over the weekend, I followed it very closely, and they were highly disappointed how it ended on Saturday and as well as on Sunday, especially uh, questionable moves by the manager on Sunday night baseball. Um, I was thoroughly entertained by uh, Susie Prof's uh, tweets on Sunday during the game, uh, did see what happened with that. But the Yankees had two two times in that game. They had four run leads and they blew it, right? But uh, I do actually have questions. I mean, this this team has done very well this year, and it's hard to split hairs. Um, the Yankees still have a double digit division lead. They're not going to lose by the end of this year. They're going to win the division. I'm, I'm very confident in saying that, right? But even with that said, what is it with this team? In Fenway, it's like it seems like to me as a Yankee fan. Ever since uh, you know when we lost the three nothing lead to the, to the Red Sox and they went on and win the World Series, it's just you know the, the tide has pretty much turned eighteen years ago. You know with David Ortiz and Manny Ramirez, it seems like they are never out of a game. No matter what type of lineup we bring to Fenway, they it seems like Boston's always around. Like even in the game on. Um, at the start of the series with Donaldson Grand Slam, uh, the Red Sox still came back with the Devers home runs off of Cole. You know, it's just it's always them coming back. It's never putting this team away. Now, I, I it's one thing to say, okay, you know, we split the series and all that, and we won the majority of the series this season. But I, I'm just flabbergasted on, in particular, I'm a, me personally, I'm a drone, I'm a drill in on uh, what happened on Sunday, where I thought where. We blew our opportunity, even with the four-run lead twice. And I believe, you know, as much as credit we give to uh, probably the AL MVP candidate of this season, Aaron Judge and Anthony Rizzo uh, behind him, I think they dropped the ball in that fourth inning. Um, others may think otherwise as far as Chapman coming in in, in a six. But well, let's talk about all this. We're going to have a back and forth. Let's get the guys on and, and, and discuss, man. So, uh, Carl, say hello to the people. We'll, we'll start with you. I mean, it is what it is. How you doing, sir? We got Jimmy with us. How, how's everything, man? A pleasant good evening to you, Steve. It was a, a fun four days at, at Fenway Park for those games over the weekend. Uh, if you're a baseball fan in a lot of ways, you know, things didn't go the way the Yankees wanted the last two days. But all in all, you know, no matter what the record is, no matter what time of the year, the Yanks and the Sox, always seem to provide the best drama in any sport this side of Duke, North Carolina. You're right about that. You're right about that. 
Uh, shout out to Carl. We'll go back to him uh, when we start this thing off. And Jimmy, what's up, man? How you doing? Hey, good, 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 buddy. I mean, I, uh, yeah, you know, we, you know, we split, we split the series, but uh, you know, I'm still, I'm still happy, I'm still happy where we, where we are right now, and uh, you know, we'll just have to, we'll just have to see how it goes, man. You know, I, it was, it was really, really entertaining games, but you know, that's what, that's what makes Yankee Red Sox great is that you know, the, the games always. The game's always coming down to the wire like that. It's been that way for years. Right, right. It has pretty much for two decades. So, yeah, we'll, we'll come back to you, Jimmy, when we get this thing started off because um, I'm watching through some of these games, flipping through uh, the channels, and I see that the Rays are up on the Red Sox right now. But, Carl, let's go back to you, man. Um, and I, I posed this question on a fan level. I still will stick with the Astros by a hair, but man, it reminds you why people still will put the Red Sox even today. I don't, I know historically the Red Sox is the more hated team than Houston, right? But I'm just looking at as far as today, current window, last three four years. An argument, an argument could be made for any any other any team uh, between the Astros and the uh, the Red Sox. Do you? I mean, on a fan level, is it Astros for you today, or is it Red Sox today? And then also give us your thoughts on. Over the four-game series, and I have questions. Not major questions, but questions, you know. But we'll talk about it. Um, right now in the present, it's, it's Houston, um, because they have been the standard bearers in the American League uh, to get through in order to get where the Yankees have wanted to go, uh, at least in two of the occasions over the last, was it five years? Yeah, 2017 and 2019, and it's probably going to be the same way uh, this year, you know, there's the historical aspect of, of the Red Sox. And so, you you know, you take that into account when you go down there. It's always fun. It felt like a college atmosphere uh, at Fenway Park. A lot. It seemed like it seemed like the stadium was like 50-50 for the first time, really, since I was probably going to college, you know, when, when usually Fenway Park would be like that before the Red Sox really, really, really got good. But this, for whatever reason, this particular weekend, probably because of the season the Yankees were having, it, it felt much more like an even split. It felt like in the ballpark um, when the Yankees were, were doing good things down there. Um, as far as the series goes, listen, um, I'm not into evaluating the Yankees on any one game-specific situation because they're too far ahead in the standings for it to really make a big difference. Um, but I will say this, you know, the Yankees – um, if you were to evaluate them in a potential five- or seven-game series, if I'm an opponent, I can see where the flaws exist uh, in the current team uh, and, and construct a roster that could beat them. Like, for instance, if you're the Boston Red Sox right now, you, based on your current injuries and guys you're getting back and the lineup you currently have right now, I could easily see them saying to themselves, wait a second, if we can get these guys in a five-game playoff series where Cortez and, and Tyone potentially are part of the equation, and we won't know until, you know, what happens, you know, with the trade deadline or, the, or you know, what happens if how they line up the rotation in the postseason, the Red Sox would look at themselves and say, wait a second, we can, we can, we can beat them. Like, there's not – if watching the two teams play this weekend, I didn't come away thinking that there was, like, some, like – incredible sizable gap between these two teams i'm sorry i just did not feel that way at all um if you look at it the red sox pretty much hit every every pitcher the yankees put out there this weekend i mean you could probably check maybe with the exception of king 
And I don't. I think in, in the game on Saturday, I think he might have pitched one good inning, but then came out of the game just before Holmes came in and gave up the tying single. But I think for the most part, every pitcher that came in for the Yankees that pitched and started from Thursday to Sunday all got hit in some fashion. And I found that to be very problematic um, because Houston kind of has done the same thing, really. <laughs> if you look at the games this year, we have there'll be two more games coming up next week. But you know, there that part of the of the equation has to be factored in because if you look at it as well, if I ask you right now, going into the postseason, name me the Yankees' four best relief pitchers. It's gonna be a very difficult time naming all four that you would be trustworthy of. You know, you'd have Holmes, you would have uh, Peralta, you would have King, and then. And, Fill in the blank. And that's not going to work in a postseason situation. You know, you're going to need a little bit more than that. And and it kind of comes to also a situation where for the first time I came, kind of came to the conclusion that I think the Yankees do need a higher level quality starting pitcher. Um, when you If you're going to go with Cole, Severino, and Montgomery – I'm not totally sure I'm confident of the, the remaining two guys, um, in a, assuming that both of them can even get, get through the rest of the season. I, I'm very, very worried about both of them. I think Tyone going into the last start yesterday had given up the most extra base hits in baseball for, <laughs> for any starting pitcher, and I'm like, wait a second. You know, that, that's problematic. So that has to be factored in as well. And then as far as the lineup goes, um, I think that'll eventually figure itself out. Um, for some reason, the Yankee fans have this mysterious obsession with Joey Gallo that I don't totally understand, as if he is killing the team. I guess if he were replaced, the team would be, I don't know, 70 and, and 13 or something like that. I guess. Uh, maybe maybe I'm missing something here. Um, but that part will eventually figure itself out. There's rumors about you know who the Yankees may be acquiring. But um, the defense has been good all year except for yesterday. I don't know what that was about. But – from a pitching standpoint, lining up the Yankees against potential uh, opponents, whether it be the Red Sox, whether it be Toronto, maybe even Tampa Bay, like one, the, the, the pitching one through 12 is, you know, a little bit shaky. And it'll get through the season. There's no doubt about that. There's so many bad teams that exist. You know, they're playing the Reds tomorrow. I mean, geez, geez. So they're not, they'll be fine. They'll probably win 105 games. But in a five-game postseason series where – where the sample size can, can always be a little bit skewed because of the, the minimal of bats and the minimal appearances. You know what? The Yankees are not foolproof here. I agree with you. And I actually um, have some pitchers in mind. I'm not really the biggest of uh, who should we trade for, but on this episode, I'm bringing that to the table. I'll throw some names at you. We'll go through it. But let me come back to you, Carl, before we go to Jim, because you brought up Ty on, and, and that was actually one of my question marks. For this episode, and you brought up a lot of the extra base hits he has given up. Oh, you know, as of recently, in I mean, last three starts. Uh, matter of fact, the last three out of four starts have been been bad for him, uh, giving up at least five earned runs, and that's not even including one start where he gave up three to Oakland. So the question is, are we concerned about Tyon, or is he just going through a drought? Or and then I guess it plays back to your bigger uh, bigger. Um, no question about starting pitching as far as getting another starting pitching to really solidify going for this run. What is your thoughts on Tyon? Is this just a bad stretch? 
Uh, is he going to turn around? Like, what are your thoughts on him before we go to Jimmy? Because that was actually one of my questions. Well, to say he's going through a bad stretch would imply that the 2.7 ERA that he had uh, developed the first, let's say, 10 starts of the season was, was the real pitcher. Um, I don't believe that. His career has never suggested that. And I think I told you guys a couple of weeks ago that a market correction was coming for a couple of these guys, uh, mainly Cortez and Tyone. Like, you know, at one point, I think Cortez was pitching like a 1.5 ERA. That was not going to continue uh, for any long period of time. And Tyone was at like either 2.3 or 2.5 or 2.7 up up until now where he's, you know, over a four. You know, Tyone at this point right now is kind of right back to what his career numbers are. So from that standpoint, is he, re- is he struggling, quote, unquote, or is he simply just sort of reverting back to what he eventually is? And, you know, for most pitchers, you get, you know, 10 good starts, 10 bad starts, and 10 in-between starts. His career has not exactly been like that. You know, there's been more mediocre than there's been good. So you might have gotten the, the 10 good starts out of Tyone right at the start, and then now the next 20, assuming he makes 30 starts, are going to be anywhere between mediocre and something that looks like what you saw yesterday. So that has to be taken into account. The problem is, is that, you know, saying, hey, let's go acquire high-level quality starter X, the problem with that is that the marketplace is so barren with, with, with high-quality starting pitchers. They almost don't exist um, in the marketplace. Um, so the problem with that is that, you know, you might – is there one guy out of – in, in mind I'm thinking about, not really off the top of my head. I haven't done any, you know, formal research on it. But, you know, you would still have the exact same questions about no matter who you bring in, um, you know, unless you're getting I'm, – I'm just going to pick a random guy out of, out of the blue here, you know. You know, unless you're trading for Verlander, you know, which, which is not going to happen. You know, any guy that you bring in who might have some upside, the questions you would have are, you know, can he pitch in this market? Can he pitch in this environment? Can he handle a pennant race? Can he, you know, pitch in the postseason? There's no pitcher like that that exists in the in the current marketplace right now. So you're just sort of just taking a guess and you're just crossing your fingers and you know, you know, singing the hymns and, and hoping for the best. At that point, you, you you can either do a stick with the guys you got and just hope for the best, or trade for somebody and do the same thing, just hope and pray. I, I don't know. Only, only if you do option B, you're costing yourself prospects by doing that. Right, I get that. I understand that. Um, I'll, let's go to Jamie. But I, let me say this about Tyon, and you can look it up if you like. And and I, I'm with you as far as his market stats, as far as where he usually is versus him front running. See, there's there's this a little concern about what I'm having with him right now, even though his stats have been very amazing, very good, right, very good stats. However, I look at who it was against. A lot of these starts were against Toronto, and it's not, that's not his fault per se. You only can pitch up against who's your opponent. Now, there's two, yeah, there's two fronts I want to say. Uh, there's two fronts I want to say. Uh, one front is the Yankees are in a position where they are right now because the schedule that they had earlier on in the year was really cupcakeish, and they took advantage of it. So kudos to the Yankees for – really putting it on subpar teams. Like you said, there's a lot of bad teams in the AL. You know, it's outside of that. It's only really, to me, it's Houston, Minnesota to, a, to an extent, and, you know, of course, the teams in the AL East. Outside of that, everybody's cupcake this year, right? But Tyon this year, outside of, you know, the last four games, which was Houston, Boston, and, and um, 
in Pittsburgh. You remember the, the last game in Pittsburgh? I want to talk about that, too, man. That was a disaster, right, uh, last week in Pittsburgh. Outside of that, most of his starts was against the Blue Jays, and he did, done fairly well, and I'm like kind of like you. Sometimes some things come back down to earth. Like, you can't – Toronto, to me, is too good of a team for them to be taken advantage of by Tyron. Not to get not, – not to put Tyron – in a bad, you know, like the down, you know, you know, make them sound bad. Eventually, they're going to lock in. You know, when you see an opponent, if you see a team over and over again, eventually they're going to get some success. So that's why, that's my, that's why I bring up the question. So let, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. Now, Jimmy, sorry to keep you on because I had to ask Carl because you know Carl brings the stats and the facts and all that, and I'm concerned about Tyon because because of how the season is going. But what are your thoughts on? Um, uh, what happened in, in, in Fenway, you know, the split? I know a lot of Yankee fans were pissed. I I looked at the game, Jimmy, and we were up four four runs twice. I, I knew we were going to lose. Like, like it's just, you watch too many Yankee games in Fenway to see this shit, and, and it happens. So I wasn't surprised. But go ahead, Jimmy. What's your thought? Yeah, yeah I, I, I wasn't surprised at all because, you know, it's, you know, it's, you know, it's Yankees, Boston, things like this happen. Um, you, you know, a couple of things as far as far as Tyone goes, I mean, I'm I'm hoping that he I'm hoping that he gets it together because you know he he he's shown flashes of he he's shown flashes of being good against good teams, but but then at the same time he's shown flashes of being you know being being bad against you know being bad against teams that he should beat like like just the best example is Oakland like Oakland's not Oakland's not really that great you know you should. He should have he should have played better against them, but I mean the starts that he had against the Blue Jays were they they, they were pretty crazy good, you know, you know for playing a team like that because I mean they 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 got really good hitters there. Um, you know my other point as far as pitchers that as far as pitchers that we could get, I mean the only guy that the, the only guy that I think is decent that's on a losing that's on a losing team right now would be uh to lead over the White Sox. I mean, I mean, yeah, I know his, I know his ERA is not great, but I, I, I think he would, I, I, I think he would fit him well in our rotation, you know, based on, based on, you know, what he does against, what, what, what he does against good teams. I mean, he, he, he has good starts and bad starts like every other pitcher, but, you know, you know, you know, when he's on, he's on. So, that, that, that's the guy that I would want. That's the only guy I could see us getting because, like, every. Everybody else, like the Braves, aren't going to give up. Uh, the, the Braves aren't going to give up Anderson because, like, they're in they're in a good spot. So, like, all, all the all the pitchers that are good are like on teams that on teams that are doing good in the playoffs. So, you know, fighting for the postseason. So, like, that's not going to happen. So, um, yeah, you know, you know, I'm not, I'm not really concerned about the Yankees right now. Like, we're 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 in a good position, and I think. I I think these next these next couple of games before the All Star break we can we we can get it together again. All right, I mean that's fair. Um, I'm with you though. I think I'm with Carl when he, when we say uh, the Yankees are vulnerable. As great as they have uh, played and they got this double digit lead, it's the situation where you get into a five game series, you can get exposed. Um, oh, oh, Jimmy, I got to ask you the question too, because Carl I asked Carl, and this is probably going to be an ongoing theme, pretty much at least monthly, because it's so back and forth. Jimmy, got to ask you the question too. 
today, not all time, but just today. When I say today, within the last five years, who do you hate more, the Astros or the Red Sox? I think this is one. It's a very fascinating question. Oh, 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 oh it's got. It's got to go. It's got to go. It's got to go to Astros for what they for, for what for what they did, you know. You know because uh, that that was really ter- that was really terrible for baseball the way they did it. So that 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 would be my all time. It's hard to it's hard to forgive a team for cheating. So, now, oh, okay, I, go I, I I I get it. I totally get it. Now let me. I'll remind you now. Remember when the Yankees uh, had the split in the playoff series versus Boston, the five-gamer, and Aaron Judge was playing Frank Sinatra and Fenway, and we came back to Yankee Stadium, and the Red Sox put up 18 runs on us, embarrassed us, embarrassed us at the end of the season in 2018. So uh, even with that said, with the rival Red Sox, you're still going to put the Astros over – uh, the Red Sox, and on top of that, even just in a you know a short four game series in Fenway in early July 2022, uh, winning the last two games, does that bring any uh, ghosts? Does it give any uh, uh, worries of how the Red Sox? It's just like Jason in, in the movies; just they will not die. Uh, even with all that stuff, the Red Sox even. Their success, even recently, versus us, and even in playoff games, you're still going to go Astros over Red Sox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still, I, I, I still, I still gotta, I still gotta go Astros. Yeah. <laughs> I feel you, man. I feel you. Let's go to Kristen. Uh, Kristen, uh, I have no idea how you. I oh. hope you're calmed down because I saw you on Twitter and you, you were going ballistic, uh, rightfully so. Uh, Welcome back to the Dugout Podcast, of course. I'm burning up uh, How you doing? Um, same question for you, uh, Kristen. Uh, Astro, I mean, this is going to be an ongoing theme all year. So right now, do you still – you, you're probably Red Sox more than Astros, meaning you hate the Red Sox more than the Astros. But what were your thoughts uh, the, the four-game series in Fenway and any concerns uh, even going forward? How you doing? Good. How is everybody? Oh, I'm all, I'm all right. I'm all right. You know, Carl, you can say hello. Jimmy, say hello. Hi, Jimmy. <laughs> the hey, queen no. is back. Yeah. Hey, the gentleman is here, too. Hi, Carl. <laughs> I'm burning up so, mad. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm in Connecticut, so I'm so close to mass that, you know, we're pretty split here. You're either a Yankee fan or you're a Boston fan. And it, it, I'm still also salty about the robbery with with Judge, with Houston. I, I'm still pissed off about that. Everybody's cheated. You know, all baseball teams have cheated somewhere along the line. Not as blatant and as disrespectful as Houston did it, which is still, you know, an open wound for me too. But Boston is just a different kind of ongoing hate. Just, mm. just it's always been that way for me. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I'm just like, man, preach, girl, preach. <laughs> Continue. I'm I, sorry. I, I, I didn't just, mean to interrupt. You know, with the smug looks, I think we talked about that a while ago too. Out uh, with Altuve and the smug mouth and the, the you know, the smirks, the 
you know, the chip on their shoulder. That's the problem I have with Houston. I can't, they're just obnoxious. And just as obnoxious as Boston. <laughs> they really are. They are just as, as obnoxious. The fans, I think the fans, Houston fans know they're a bunch of freaking bums. Boston fans don't really know that. They just think they're the best fucking thing ever. That's what I have a problem with. Houston fans kind of humbled themselves after that. There were a lot of Houston fans that I kind of know in our in, a, in circles and stuff like that, in sports circles, and they were upset about it. They were really upset. Where, as if Boston would have said, go, go to hell or go F yourself, whatever. They don't <laughs> care. They don't care. And they never are going to. But it also rubs me the wrong way when I see Altuve and these guys with the smirk. Like Devers, I can't stand that man. I can't stand him as far as I can throw him. I just can't. The, the smug look, every time he gets up there, he's popping his fucking gum. It just it drives me insane. It absolutely drives me crazy. Um, and then we were talking about uh, going back and forth on Twitter about talking with the enemy, right? So <laughs> you have Christian on Boston, the catcher, is talking to, who the heck was it? Was it Carpenter? I think it was Carpenter on fur, right? Somebody. I forgot who the hell it was. Mm-hmm. Was it Vasquez? I forgot who it was. They're just chopping it up and giggling. And I said, listen, <laughs> I- I'm friends with other, <laughs> with the opposition, okay? I-, I know people that I played that are the enemy. I don't talk the game is over. <laughs> talk about how the kids are. You guys got the number, right? You know each other. You're chopping it up that much. Go call each other after the freaking game. Don't talk to me while I'm on first base. Don't we? <laughs> baseball is a lot to do with curses and, and crazy things like that. So for these guys to be going back and forth and laughing and giggling and shit, that shit put me through the roof. They're lucky they won that night because that really would have been, I really would have been pissed off. But um, last night was just a train wreck. Um, <laughs> I, I I just don't understand why they thought Chap was okay to go. I know why that our, our, yeah, what that our closers are, listen, our closers are hurting right now. Let's take a, a look at the big picture. We got Loisica. He's not all that great friggin' either. He ain't nothing to write home about. Chapman, I don't know what his problem is. You know, Boom's starting to say, oh, it could be his Achilles again. Stop with the BS. If he's not 100%, and we're playing against freaking Boston, you don't play him. He's not an eight. He's not a sure thing anymore, and everybody knows that. Even he knows it. So when Boone was talking today, another thing that ate me up, he was kind of gingerly, really? If he's gingerly walking on it, why are you playing this man? Why? I I don't understand the logic behind the management. That, That whole thing was ridiculous with the pitcher pitchers in general it it was just uh, chaotic for me I I just I lost it I couldn't even watch the last inning soon as I saw chap I think Susie said it too soon as I saw (laughs) I said that's it it's over it's over it's a freaking wrap I can't watch this shit anymore no lie I went to sleep and I was already upset so I tried to 
watch like Barney or something before I went to bed, something had like Sesame Street or something. Okay, that didn't work. So I ended up falling asleep and I woke up and I saw the score and I, I knew it. I knew it before I went to bed. We were doomed as soon as he hit that freaking field. And I was just beside myself. I don't understand I, what we're going to do with I this guy. Know. And I don't understand. What, what, what do you think? What, what do you think? Why, why did that happen? Like, if you could, I don't any know. This is my question to everybody. What do you okay, think is happening yeah. with this guy? Is it the Achilles? I, I, I don't want to make excuses. Okay. And, if you're if a player is begging you, saying I'm ready to go, you have to trust in that. But if the guy's walking gingerly, as a manager, you should say, you know what, bro, have a seat. I don't think you're really ready. You can't talk to me and tell me that you're ready when you know. First of all, you're here's a man that was what a zero point zero ERA, and he's now what? Is he almost seven point something? I mean, this, it's, I've never seen anything go downhill so fast. And I just want to know why. If somebody can give me an, a good explanation of why <laughs> without the Achilles bullshit, please let me know. I, I can't so even much. explain it to you. So I, I can't, I, hey, I'm coming back to you because I have a question for you. It has nothing to do with what we even talked about. And then, if you if you could give me your thoughts on another question we already asked Carl and Jimmy, but I, I, that's why we're here. I don't understand it at all. Now, I don't know. Maybe Carl has the answer. We'll get it from him when we go back to him. I Your guess is good as mine. Now, I'm only trying to think, okay, maybe because the Yankees are up double-digit games in the standings, they're just trying to give him some work. I mean, that's the only thing I could think of. They didn't treat it like it was a must win because technically it wasn't really a must win per se, but it was, you know, for fan, for fans like us, like it's you, a rivalry. It's the oh, biggest it's a rivalry. Absolutely, I get it. I, right. I, I, I totally get it. For us, it's like every win. I mean, every game, especially when you could win the series, is a must win yeah. from a fan level. Where I think they're looking at it like, well, we'll just get them in here. We already won two. It's not, that's another thing, too. We won the first two, and it's kind of like they, they, they were on cruise control. That's how they played Saturday and Sunday to me. Like, even up 4 uh, four nothing, uh, and then they came back with the two-run home run by Cordero, and then they had the uh, – then we, had, we went up 6-2 to two with the Carpenter home run. They kept on chipping away at the lead, man. And, you know, they had the Vasquez home run. They had the double by Vasquez. They had uh, – who else? The errors. J.D. Martez had the, the two-run home run. Uh, but then when it was our time to really, okay, they responded. like It's like boxing. You're a big boxing guy, right? Every time we punched, they punched. We kind of stopped punching. They kept on jabbing us, jabbing us. And then yep. when we had a chance to go back up because we had the guys on, right? We had Trevino had got yeah. on. Uh, uh, sure. uh, 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 LeMay had got on. And then Judge popped oh. up. It's hard to kill Judge because he's having a good year. But a in that spot, you didn't you didn't come through, and then and then Rizzo popped up the third, right? And then the very next, and then you let off the single with um, uh, uh, Stanton, right? And then uh, what's his name? Uh, Josh Donovan, who had the big grand slam, so it's kind of like you give him a pass. All right, whatever. He fouled out, and then Aaron Higgs, as much as you love him for the grand slam versus the Astros, he grounded out into the double play. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? You, you didn't, you, your meat, your meat of the order didn't respond when they, when when they responded. So to me, that was the part where the rest of us kept on pressuring us by getting a run here, two runs there, 
And then I don't know. You know, I guess that's the rationale with Chapman. Maybe we'll get Carl and Jimmy's thoughts on that. Let me ask you a question, though. It has nothing to do with because I had to ask it. Well, I can I just cousin, interject she, really quick? That's something that's that absolutely. you practice on with the Blue Jays, not the freaking Red Sox. You don't say, oh, okay. <laughs> we won two. Let's just put Chappie in and see if he can be, if he's all right. No. <laughs> I just, I, okay, that's it. That's all for me. No, I, I feel you. Now, I got a question for you. I I never noticed this. I have a cousin, right? She listens to the show, right? She's big Yankee fan, big John. Not the, you know, John, I throw the Giants in there because she's kind of like KGYR like us, right? But she knows okay. her baseball. She knows her sports. Now, mm-hmm. I never noticed it. I'm going to throw out what she did, and I put this out on Twitter, and Yankee fans was like, wow, I didn't, you know, I don't want to start no rumors, and I don't hope this shit doesn't get back to the club, honestly. I mean, sometimes I want shit to get back to the club. I don't know about this one. She said, okay, over the weekend, I, I she just said uh, about Garrett Cole, and this is after the game where Devers hit, hit the two bombs against him. She yeah. Said, <laughs> she said Garrett Jesus. Cole. He is so full of himself, not really a team player. I said, wow. I said, you think so? Wow. She said, she, I said, I never noticed. She said to me, and I want to get Carl's thoughts on this, too. I don't know if Carl, you know, Carl cares or not, Jimmy, and Grissom. This is right up your wheel. That's why I brought this question to the table. She said, I noticed that when good things happen for other players, he's reluctant to celebrate with the rest of the team, and I don't see that a lot of general camaraderie out of Cole. I never wow. noticed that. I never even it was never even hit my register. So I gotta start I didn't studying even on to that. Look. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta wow. look. I have to look. Have yeah, you I gotta look too. Yeah. I, I, you know, I was bored when I heard that when she told me. You know, I now, have what seen are him doing? just kind of. Yeah, I have kind of seen him just stand around, and you know is, when is, the guys are hitting home runs, kind of like he's kind of off. You know what? Yeah, but you know what? Not for nothing, but you get in front of the press afterwards, right, after the games. You know, I can't do it without the guys, blah, blah, blah. Is it rehearsed? Is it because you're supposed to say that? Or is that how you're really feeling? Mm, you know what I mean? Because he's really just a standoff. He's a standoffish guy as it is. That's how I take it. He's re- he's a quiet kind of reserve guy. He's not, you know, a loud, boisterous type of, New York, you know, in-your-face New Yorker like we are. But also, yeah, you know what? I'm going to have to look into that. That's an excellent observation because I have seen him, you know, off to the side but on his own and not being congratulatory. And I don't think he's ever, like, high-fived. I don't think I've ever seen him high-five anybody, to tell you the truth. I don't think so. Maybe as he's coming off, but to, grad- to, but to congratulate other guys, I, I don't think I've seen it. I think she's got a point. Uh, I I don't I have it, and I, I think you're – I'm with you as far as his personality, personality. but I, when she said that, I'm like, you know, man, and, 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 you know, they all be, they do be politically correct in these press conferences. But let me say one more thing, Kristen, before I say my two cents and go back to Carl. Let me say this um, about the – oh, my God, you, 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 you were right. You were fuming on, on, on social media over the weekend. Like when Devers had the uh, pop-up attempt, remember he didn't make the catch? Ah. I don't remember – and remember, he missed the catch, and then he's like, you know, you know, kind of swiping at Yankee fans in a friendly. I'm not Yankee fans. Uh, the Yankee players at the Yankee dugout, like in a, in a friendly way, like, you know, hey, how you doing, buddy? No, I want to see that shit. I don't like, either. No, no, no. I was no. I was like turning red when I saw that. Like, there's no high five in the guy who's hitting home runs against your ace. 
Who does doing? that? <laughs> Yankees, obviously. Y- your, Yankees, your Yankees 2022 roster does this. I, 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 just, I mean, how uh, cool are they? I mean, do you guys, like, get together on the weekends? And I don't understand that. But when you're on the field, you don't yeah. talk to anybody. You don't. After the Her. game, you can hug and kiss and and throw you know brats on the on the barbecue. I don't care what you do, but when you're playing the opponent and there's no high fiving, there's no attaboy, there's no none of that. That's the enemy. You know, you want to talk you? about it after the fact, and you guys are sitting around having a cold beer or something, then you talk about it. But when you're on the field and you're playing them, no, off limits, absolutely. Hey, totally agree. It kind of makes you miss the Don Zimmer versus Pedro Martinez shit they were going through at that time in Fenway. Oh, my God. I kind of appreciate it. I kind of miss that. I can respect I that. Miss that. Ah, yeah, yeah, I can respect that. Not all this ha-ha, key-keying, and hey, you know, what's Not, up? No, during the game? No, no, no. no, no. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, right. We're trying now, to I'm beat go back these to guys. For real, for real. It's just like they beat us in 2018. Like, like a lot of these guys are still on the roster. Like, that's what I mean. So for oh. them to be chopping it up, it just it just fueled my hate fire. I'm telling you. For real. All right, let's go back to Carl. But Carl, I got some guys. Uh, you know, I'm with Jimmy. The the starting pitcher market is dried up because a lot of the guys you would want are actually are in uh, uh, races right now, meaning they're fighting for playoff spots, divisions, so on and so forth. But I got some guys that I do think the Yankees should take a look at around uh, baseball. And these are mostly relievers, if not all of them. I actually, now, I don't know if in an in, a division trade could occur. It could occur. You know, Jorge Lopez from Baltimore, who's had a very good season out of the bullpen. Uh, Brock Burke out of the Texas Rangers. Um, I, thought, I think Anthony Bass is another guy from the Marlins. Uh, all these guys, are, uh, I think, are very, you know, these are tradable options. You probably don't have to give up too much. Uh, they have excellent stats. Uh, Joe Manzip plea from the from the uh, Diamondbacks, uh, even Dominguez or Anthony Dominguez from the Phillies, and even a familiar fa- a face that we're all familiar with. And I wouldn't mind him back. He's actually had a decent season. And David Robertson with the Chicago Cubs. He's pitched in the. See that makes sense. Yeah, former guy who's pitched in the Yankee Stadium, comfortable in the environment. What are your thoughts on any other guys that you want? Um, uh, you know, for the Yankees going forward. Oh, yeah, and let me put – I'm still Astros over the Red Sox. It's like 51% to 49%. Uh, I hate the Astros more. Uh, that, that's how close it is. But go ahead, Carl. Uh, Robertson is the best guy of the list. Um, he's going to be traded at the trade deadline. Um, he's only signed mm-hmm. through the end of this season at $3.5 million. That ain't going nowhere. Money. Uh, yeah, that will, that will allow him to get – the Cubs will get a very good return. Uh, on that particular investment. So I would um, – that, that is the one that I've been targeting. Um, I believe the Yankees will need another relief pitcher, and I think that would be the best, uh, the best course of action uh, relative to all the other available options. The other thing, too, those other guys you mentioned, you know, the American League wildcard race is very competitive right now. So you're not going to – like, for instance, and I, I was going to get to this when we get to around the league, um, but – the Baltimore Orioles should not be trading anybody off the current team they have right now. Um, they're, 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 I think they're about a game out of the wild card spot, even though they're in last place right now. So that, that they shouldn't do anything about that. And Texas is also going to be a team that's going to have a little, 
you know, they're not far enough out of it to, to, to sell off parts either. And I, and they're still building uh, their team. I saw them yesterday in person myself. You know, I don't, I left before the game was over when it was six to five, but um, you know, they, they've, They've made some market improvements, and I don't see them selling off any parts either. But the Cubs would be the team to target um, to get the relief pitcher you want with Robertson. Okay, okay. Um, FC, anything else? Uh, um, I think okay, okay. you all answered all the questions. Okay, oh, yeah. Cool, cool, yeah. Well, no, it's back to the, the thing you, you and Kristen were just talking about. Um, in terms of Chapman coming in, who exactly did you want to come in the game and pitch exactly? I need a name. It can't point? be anybody. That, that's not an answer. Like, who, who specifically? And I'll tell you if they had pitched twice in the last three days uh, to answer I that question. That might be the issue as well because uh, Castro, why that not Castro? In that spot? He came in, he came, well, Castro came, Miguel Castro came in after Chapman. Why not before him at that spot? Was it because of a matchup at the time? Because cause Chapman gave up, it was, um, a, was it a, he gave up the single to, to well, Trevor Story, the first, he gave up the walk. Well, back to back well remember, the first guy that got on base, remember, the first guy that got on base should not have gotten on base. Remember, LeMayhew had right. the miscue in the outfield that allowed him to get on base that started all of this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was, it was amazing that he got out of the inning with only one run, considering how that all had played out. I would have went Castro, honestly. But, I mean, they went Chapman, so, yeah. Hello? Yeah, that's the deal on that. If Castro had pitched, I mean, let's get him looking at the uh, – Well, he, 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 he came in after Chapman, though. No, no, I'm looking at the games he had pitched before that just to see. I mean, oh. let's see. Uh, let's see. He didn't pitch on Thursday. He did not pitch Thursday. He did not pitch Friday. I mean, you can make an argument for for him coming in at that point, but you know, I like I, I'm so let's, let's put it this way. I'm not going to be beating down the the drum for Miguel Castro coming in games. Like I'm, I'm just, you know, it's it's not like he's had some sort of like super duper year that like demands that he come in the game like you know like at that point <laughs> i can't I, I i i can't i can't have any emotion putting that you know putting that one out there okay okay um anything else you'd like to say or you want to uh we could get a question and then we go to jimmy oh uh, yo let me see um i'm trying to figure out whether or not this matt carpenter thing is real or is or is whether or not he is simply better in small doses. That I don't know the answer to yet. Matt Carpenter, are you okay, Jimmy? Yeah. Do you believe in the mustache? Is he better in small doses, or is he be, or if, if if you just simply just let him play, I don't know, fifty percent of the time or sixty percent of the time or whatever the number is going to end up being, like, is that is he better off being a guy that just contributes when he is allowed to contribute or is the long or over the long haul does he eventually you know get exposed to the player that basically wasn't wanted by any other team up until like I don't know six weeks ago hey, Jimmy what's your thought yeah, yeah well, I, I, I kind of uh, I, 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 kind, I, I kind of like him I mean I, I like what I, I like the way that we use him you know you know in small doses I think we use him in small doses because because you know we're so we're we're so we're so stat we're so stacked at that you know 
we're so stuck in that position. But you know, when he comes, when every time every time he comes in, he oh he's always uh he he's always contributed for us. And, you know, I I want to I I want I want I want to see more of that in that role. You know, and uh, you know as as far as far as what you as far as what you guys said about Castro, yeah. If Castro, if Castro was more healthy, they should have, they they should have used him, you know, you know instead of Chapman, because if cause if Chapman if Chapman was real, if Chapman was really that hurt, they shouldn't have, they they shouldn't have played him, yeah, you know, in that situation. So like, that, that, that's what that's what I think about that anyway. Um, yeah, 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 you know, and as far as the as far as the other point with the pitchers that. With the relief pitchers that you guys said that we could get, I mean, I, I, I really, really, I really, really like Anthony Bass from the Marlins. I mean, I mean, I mean, the Marlins are one of those teams that when you watch them, when, when, when you watch them, they could, they could have streaks where they're, they, they could have streaks where they're like super good, and then they could be the Marlins and they stink. But when, when their pitch, when, when, when their pitching is on, they're hard to. to they're hard to get past. I mean, so if Bass came here, I'd be kind of, I'd be kind of happy for him. You know, he's he he he's going he's going on a winning team. You know, he's going he's going on a team where he's going on a team where more people are going to see him. Because I mean, let's be real. Let's, you know, who 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 goes to a Marlin game? That you know, unless you like live there or something. You know, you're going to go there. But I'm saying, like the average person that that lives down that area, they're not going to care about him. So. I think I think I think Bass will be a good I think Bass will be a good option because like everybody else out there, they're 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 all they're all on teams that are fighting for spots. So I I I think I think Bass is our only option there. So all that's right, what I gotta say about that. All right, before we go to Chris, I want to go back to Carl. Carl, you got any thoughts for around the league you want to say, and then we, and then Jimmy would get your thoughts, and then Chris, and then we go back for final thoughts. We'll go back to Carl. That. Yes, you know, around the league, there's been a couple of things that have really um, that have really sort of stuck out. Uh, the Atlanta Braves' run of 29 and eight ever since they were, I think, 24 and 27 has been absolutely impressive. They've been able to beat up on some of the uh, some of the lesser teams in the National League, have gotten themselves right back in the race. Uh, unfortunately for San Francisco, um, that 108-win magical season they had last year that a lot of us thought was a little bit of uh, smoke and mirrors and a little bit of luck has found that market correction this season, unfortunately for them. Uh, so they're going to have a difficult time. Um, but the rebuilding of the Baltimore Orioles has been, you know, I've, as I said, I remember we were talking about a couple weeks ago early in the season that, I, you know, I try not to watch, you know, whenever the Yankees are playing the Orioles because I'm just offended by watching Orioles games. But as it turns out now, their rebuild, their tanking, whatever it was that they were trying to do for those last couple of years is, is bearing fruit right now. They are, they are growing. They have a very good team. They are, and despite the fact that the AL East has been so good this season, Top to bottom, they are one game under 500 despite being in last place. Think about that for a second. Look at all the other last place teams in the sport right now. All of them are at least 10 games under 500 or worse. Some, some in, in, in some cases, might be near near 30 games under 500. The Orioles are one game under 500, and I think as of right now, they are. As looking at the wild card, they are two games out of a wild card spot. So. That team 
has grown. You know, they they have they they sucked for a good number of years here since about 2017, 2018. You know, the Yankees could always just mark down. You know, 14, 15, 16. Well, maybe not last year. <laughs> you know, you can just kind of count the amount of wins on the schedule if if you were a, a, a halfway decent team playing the Orioles. And I, I know Tampa Bay did last year, but the 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 Orioles, at least when the Yankees played them early in the season, they weren't that good. But they're going to be a bit of a factor, um, you know, down the stretch. They're no longer going to just be pushovers for everybody else, uh, specifically in the division. All right, cool. Jimmy, uh, any thoughts around the league before we get Christian's thoughts? Anything around the league you've been watching? Oh, oh yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I think, I think the team that, I, I, I. I think the team that everybody should watch out for, besides the Braves. I mean, you look, you look at also, you look at you look at also what the you look at also what the Mets are doing. I mean, I mean they had a they had a stretch where they were, they they had a stretch where they were on fire. I mean, I know they're not they're not as on fire as they were, but I mean, they're still a team, they're 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 still a team that you reckon with in the National League. I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised, I wouldn't be surprised if it comes down. If it comes down to the end of the season, Mets and Braves fighting for that, for, for fighting for that division because like they, they they both have great pitching. They both can, they 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 both can hit home runs. I mean, I mean, so I mean that's that, that's going to be the division to watch. I mean, and as far as the, as far as as far as the American League, I mean, I, I mean I mean the blue the Blue Jays are, the, the the blue the Blue Jays are right up there too. I mean so the. The Blue Jays, I feel, are the ones that we're gonna we're we're gonna have to watch out for the most. I mean, Blue Jays in Tampa, there's those two we're gonna have to watch out for. So I mean, uh, those, those are my Boston? teams. Uh, those are my teams around the league. What about the Red Sox in that mix? You you not worried about them oh, either? Yeah. I mean, they're stand where 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 they are in the standings. I mean, I I don't see them. I I I don't see them catching up to us, you know. Yeah, you know, unless we unless we lose a bunch of games, I'm not really worried. I'm not really worried about them standing wise, you know. What I, about a, I, I think what about Tampa are the ones we gotta worry about. Oh, fair enough. But what about what Carl said? You know, I know it's only July, right? But what about in a playoff series, and you may have to space one of them in a in a short series? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you know, it's all about, you know, playoff baseball. Playoff baseball, as we all know, is different from regular season. So, I mean, in in that case, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be in terms of, you know, what, what, what pitching staff is gonna show up at the end of the day, at the end of the day, and you know, if we, and if we can score, if we can score enough runs, because you know, at the end, of, at the end of the day, you can have the best pitching staff in the world, but if you can't. If you can't score runs, you're not going to win the game. So that's what it's about for me: is who shows up. Cool. Who, who, who shows up each game? Right. Hey, Kristen, what are your thoughts? Uh, anything with the Yanks? Anything around the league before we get final thoughts? Well, I'll, I'll have to chime in real quick. But after that, I, I really am concerned about our closers. You know. We still haven't talked about Chad Green in a long time because he's not even in the mix. So we've got Chad Green out, Malaysia, right? Chapman's not doing so great. Then we have Jack, uh, Zach Britton, Tommy John, 
Domingo Herman. Like, what are we going to do? Who's going to, I mean, if, if Chappie doesn't turn it around, which I don't think he really will, who are we going to put in there? Going who can you say we, right oh, now? We're trading. We oh, could put in there that you're that you're most confident in putting him in right now instead of Chapman. That's my question. Yeah, we're going to get that in the trade. I, I have no doubt the Yankees. Of course, the Yankees are going to trade uh, for some at least at minimum relief pitching. I think we actually should Have go for to. relief instead of starting. You know, right. based That's on what the market, based on the game, yeah. on how to how they shorten these games, matchups, and. Yep. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, anything from around the league, uh, any AL or NL, you, you want to – on your mind or no? No, Braves are going to be a problem. Braves, they yeah, are good. phenomenal. I can't get over how great they're doing. They really are. Um, Blue Jays I'm not concerned about. You know, I, I'm really not even concerned about Boston. But if we played like we did the other night, we're in trouble. Because they're going to come gunning for us. And they're going to capitalize off our mistakes. Little tiny mistakes make big differences. Small ball was great yesterday. Those little dingers were fantastic. Sometimes it's more exciting than big ball. The grand slams. and the, Honest to God, I, the, 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 um, we have to be better at timing our steals of bases. Okay. We haven't been doing that great with that either. If you're going to go, go all the way. you got to dig and really you – know, some of these guys are, like, walking to the base. They're five minutes behind. You can't do that. If you're going to steal a base, you got to commit. You've got to. And you got to make sure it's ready, you're ready to go. So my, my real concern with us is the health of our – of our relievers and, and of our of our closers. I mean, I'm not. I don't know what we're going to do. I just want somebody to tell me what we're going to do. Yeah, yeah. I think that's coming in in, in the trade before the deadline. So I'm. I I, I really believe, of course, uh, Cashman is going to make that trade. Uh, let me say a couple of things around the league before we get some final thoughts. Um, listen, man, this guy's still. Um, I I think he's having a fun. He's having an MVP year in the NL. And uh, I know he gets little raves, and he had a nice playoff run. Paul Goldschmidt of the Cardinals is, man. I mean, even all those years with the uh, Diamondbacks. Uh, yeah. This year he leads the league in uh, hitting. He's batting averages number one. Leads the league at least in the Major League Baseball in hits. Uh, he's fun to watch, man. If you guys don't watch a lot of uh, uh, games in the NL and the NL Central, to me that's the division. I mean, you might say the NL East too, but – the, the the Cardinals and the Brewers have been back and forth, man. Now I know the Brewers, uh, they lost their they played the last two uh, series at home and they lost both the series to the Cubs and the Pirates, and that's with winning the first um, you know the first game of the series in each of them. Uh, so that right now they're two and a half games back of the, uh, uh, well actually they're two and a half games up on the Cardinals. Uh, even with all that fun, that that series is going to come down to the to the to the end, man. Uh, and I agree with you guys. This is pretty much mess and braves. The Phillies, they, 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 I don't see the Phillies coming back. I really don't. I could be wrong, but everything will have to go right. Even the Braves battling a lot of those injuries, and they're still in the mix. I think Albies was hurt. Uh, 
you know, the Mets was you know, for a long time their starting pitcher was Degrom and Scherzer. Uh, they they got it. That's a that's a fun race in the NL Central, man. And then um, I'm kind of surprised that Bryce Harper, as much as bad as his batting was, uh, he's turned it around even on a mediocre Phillies team. And then we saw over the weekend Raphael uh, Devers own Garrett Cole when he's hitting you. I don't know. It seems like the rest of them always find these guys. They get them up, and these guys are batting well over 300 power. Uh, he, he's like second in the league in hits behind Goldschmidt and Raphael Devers. Uh, I don't know how do these guys always find they, they always find their way to Boston, man. They, they, it seems like they always got these type of players. But um, yeah, man, we we'll, got uh, a couple of games this week and also a break. Uh, Carl, final thoughts from you? Give us about a minute. Jimmy, same thing. Kristen, we'll wrap up. We got out of here in three minutes. Yes, indeed. It's been a pleasure with all of you, the Queen, Kristen herself, Jimmy, and of course you, Steve. You know, saying goodbye. Um, you know, the All-Star Game obviously is coming up next week, and there's been talk about the MVP race. And, you know, maybe this is just a regional thing, but it seems as if, you know, at least among uh, fans on, you know, in one particular, you know, part of the country, it's as if Aaron Judge is the, like, clear-cut de facto MVP. And, and I want to put a little pause on that because down here, uh, where the Houston Astros are a big part of the, uh, of the equation, uh, look at the season that Jordan Alvarez is having. Um, I can make a case. Statistically, mm-hmm. he's having a better season than Judge is having. You know, he was always mm-hmm. a DH up until this season, where now he's playing left field on a pretty much a full-time basis. So now he's, con- he's contributing defensively and having the super offensive season that he is having. And I think he is going to get a serious amount of consideration for the vote. And then on the West Coast, you have Otani, who has the year that he's having, and not only as a hitter, but as a pitcher, he pitched into a 2.4 ERA this season. <laughs> like, that is crazy. And I got 19 home runs. That's the one guy I want to see in person. Like, I don't, Carl, I'm going to let you finish your thoughts. I just had to say that. If I got to see this guy in person one day, like, in person with my own two eyes, this is sick. You know, you know what I'm saying? For the facts you just, just said about him. But go ahead and continue. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry about that. I had yeah, to if you catch him on a if you catch him on a night where he gets to pitch and hit in the same game, you know, then you've got really a, a treat on your hands. But, you know, those three guys are, 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 are the three MVP candidates. And the vote is, you know, you can, you can make a legitimate case for each one of the three. And I don't think anyone has really, distinct, you know, based on how great a year that each of the three have had, I can't, you know, specifically say, or oh, one guy has had, a far better season than the other so far this season. It's going to be a, an interesting, you know, three, you know, two and a half months here as we close out the year. But those three guys are you're pretty much splitting hairs to me if you're looking at the most valuable player in the American League. You know what, Carl? Let me say. And, let me ask you something. And congratulations about, to Nestor Cortez, by the way, for going to the All Star Game. Him and Trevino. I want to give extra credit to those guys. First timers. Great job. Now about. Um, Alvarez on the on the on the uh, on the Astros. You know what he reminds me of, like especially like, batting wise. You remember um, former Yankee, but a long time California Angel, uh, Chili Davis. Chili Davis. He, his bat, yeah, man. Like the way he mm-hmm. his batting, his stance. That's kind of like like I, I, I get, uh, they might be the same number. Maybe that's kind of how I always like vision of uh, uh, the way he crossed the plate. 
Yeah, perhaps. You know, the one thing about Alvarez, uh, I'll close out here, he's only struck out 57 times and he's walked 43 times. He almost basically has as many walks as strikeouts. He doesn't, That's crazy. He put, for as big as he is, 6'6", six, 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 245, he yeah, makes a big. lot of contact. He doesn't strike out very much. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that uh, right, we got him before he went to Kansas City. It kind of reminds me of him of that. But thanks for the final thoughts on that. Shout out on, on Cortez, Jimmy. Final thoughts. We're out of time, but give us your final thoughts real quick. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, my final thoughts are easy. You know, let's just let's, let's just you know get it going to the going to the All Star break on a winning note. You know, that's all. That's all. That's all. That's all I, I want to see. You know, let's like get this. Let's get this Boston taste out of our mouth, and you know, let's let's try let's try and do what we can to win to win these games. I don't care how I don't care how we win how we win them. You know, whether we whether we win by whether we win by five runs or two runs, it doesn't matter as long as as long as we win. You know, and it should be it, it should be a great All Star game. I'm looking forward to it, and uh, I was glad to be back on tonight with you guys. And uh, go Yankees! Let's get it done. Shout out to Jimmy. Thank you very much, sir. Good to hear from you, man. And of course, Chris, the final thoughts. Steve, thank you so much as always. Jimmy V, it's nice to hear from you. And of course, the gentleman, Carl. You guys are great. I love listening to you. Even if I don't make the show, I still listen. I still listen. Um, we just got to keep, we got to stay healthy. Number one, going into the playoff, going into the um, All Stars, tame that when you come out. That's all. Stay healthy all the way through it. Um, shout out to all the guys on the Yankees that made it. I'm so proud of them. Um, just keep the train rolling. Just like Jimmy said, we got this bad taste. We got to get that bad taste out of our mouth. Once we get that over, we'll be okay. But um, I'm glad to be a part of it tonight. Thank you guys so much. Go Yankees. And please, Steve, tell your people to call the show. It would have been perfect. But anyway, bleed blue and go Yankees always. <laughs> well, wait, when we said my people, you, you talking about my cousin? Yes. She, man, she, she, she's kind of she, she knows her shit, but she's shy. She's shy. I, I've I've tried to you know saying get her it's on. Okay. And she, she's we shy. Don't she's tell her. shy. I won't be aggressive. <laughs> I mean, I'll nice use my inside she's voice. Not big on Daniel Jones, <laughs> so you might y'all might y'all might go right in. <laughs> well, tell her to call in when we start football. Pick one. We're, we're all here. All right, cool. All right, shout-outs to Carl, Jimmy, and, and Kristen. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Uh, got one, uh, probably one more episode, and then we'll knock it out, man. All right, Blue Blue. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. (laughs) 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.